Guys, welcome to our Monday Momentum session. Um, today's session is going to be a bit of a, I want it off the cuff, but a very, very relevant one to some of the stuff I'm seeing in the background here at the moment. Um, so basically, we're going to get stuck into uh, weight and scales today, right? But it's not just weight and scales. It's going to be like self-sabotage and metrics of progress in, in, in general, okay? Because it's not just the scales that can derail people from um, from the journey, okay? So I've seen this with a lot of people recently, especially people that are new to the program, which is totally, totally expected. And we've done lots of trainings in this in the past, but I always like to refresh it because I feel like it's probably one of the most important things to overcome on this journey, um, especially as it comes to uh, as as it relates to um to body fat and physique changes. Okay, so guys, before we get started, um, I would love for you just put into just put into the chat. This isn't to do with weight as such, okay, but. How do you want to improve your self-care this week? Okay, so what is the one area of self-care or even non-negotiables that you would like to improve on this week? The reason I keep bringing this up as well, guys, because with the self-care side of things, as a lot of you will know, when that slips and when you aren't looking after yourself as well as you have in the past, everything becomes harder. So the weight loss becomes harder, the habits become harder, the motivation drops, and everything can just drop. Okay, so we want to make sure that always 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 top of mind that we're looking after ourselves especially if you've got a busy life at the moment so just fire in the chat guys i'd love for you to just let me know what you feel like you need to do a little bit better in terms of self-care this week um now it could be anything it could be getting to bed at a certain time it could be getting off social media whatever whatever you feel like is most relevant to you it could be work related getting off from work and, and just turning off from it when you go home in the evening it could be some more time with your partner it could be alone time what do you feel you need from yourself this week in order to um yeah just to be at your very very best i guess okay um I'm, for, for me definitely sleep as well trish put in sleep there definitely sleep as well and um, my sleep has been really really poor recently and just so up and down i think the heat here is, is definitely getting me and it definitely has an impact so just understanding i suppose the, the ways you can improve on the little things just to to get the best out of it um okay so as you're writing them in guys we're going we're going to get stuck into this training as well okay so just continue to write them in and i'll go through them shortly because i don't want to just brush over them but Again, the reason I wanted to talk about this training specifically is because I feel so many people do really, really well in this journey. And you could be going extremely well. And the negative self-talk could kick in if weight and scales doesn't tell you what you want to see in a given day, or if you're just very being very, very reactive to it. And it's such a double-edged sword because like it can be a motivator as well. But sometimes when we get very, very motivated by a one-off reading then we can get in trouble as well because that one-off reading could be could be for any different reason, okay? So I'm going to be going through that um, in a detail, or I'm actually going to go into a presentation in a second once I go through these uh, these comments. But I suppose it's just really, under the, the first thing I want you to understand is we do not want to be reactive to day-to-day -day readings because they mean nothing. In isolation, they mean absolutely nothing. If you, you could take a day-to-day -day reading and it literally, it, it can mean like a million different things. Um, it could be up or down for different reasons um within the body okay because there's so much that goes into it which i'll i'll go through shortly okay thanks for getting them in guys um really good to see so much interaction so as i said trish said sleep so just understanding that again trish what needs to happen with sleep in order to improve it for me i feel like it's going to be a lot to do with um the actual heat in the room so we actually got an aircon unit there so i just want to make sure that i put that on before i go to bed and um, so when i go in that it actually it actually the room is cool because when it's hot I just feel like, um, yeah, it just feels like I, I'm always turning and tossing at the, in, during the night. So understanding what exactly you need to do with sleep to improve it. Mary, um, a date evening and get someone to mind the kids. Yes, 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 yes. Go for that. And put that in diary because it's easy to say something like that. But 
to actually follow through and do it, Mary. I, I'd love for you to actually just do it this week and come back to us next week and say you, you've it done. And it doesn't even have to be anything extravagant. You know, it could be even just like a, a movie at home, you know, and the kids are going somewhere else. So um, just, just yeah, it would be amazing to, to get that done and like connection with, with your partner is so important, um, especially as your know, life can be so busy, you know, with kids. Um, Alan and, and Emma, um, no caffeine in the evening and help improve my CPS. So that's another uh, great one, actually, guys, caffeine in the evening. So cutting it off roughly around, uh, I would always say around noon time, noon to lunchtime is probably a good shout, just because the half-life of um of coffee can be quite high. Um, Beth, definitely knowing my work, blocking out the hurtful words of someone who isn't um, worth my tears, allowing it um me or be at the forefront of uh, my mind does me no good. Yeah, okay, so basically I'm assuming that's something to do with work or something like that, so just knowing your own self-worth. So, when when you were talking about self care with that bet, right? There again, I, I like to look at it specifically. How can you actually do something that's going to proactively, you know, like show up for yourself? So it could be journaling and talk and like literally you putting your thoughts on paper of how amazing you are. Um, or it could be spending time with someone more uplifting, someone that actually cares about you, someone that talks well of you. So basically, look, what actions can you take this week in self care in order to turn that around? Because unfortunately, we are we're obviously going to be around people like that at times. Um, and for us, it's just being able to counter that with with some with some good stuff as well. So thanks for sharing that, though. It's not easy to share that. So thank you so much for sharing that, Beth. Um, and Ellie, um, waking up a bit earlier before the bab is OPS, getting on top of stuff in the morning. Nice. I like that. Um, so again, get specific. How long before and like what do you want to use that time for as well? And then with Jim, um, just get back into tracking after the weekend. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I suppose with, with self-care, though, I'd always want to look at stuff, Jim, that you could say, will be, I suppose, more to do with like personal habits and stuff that will help you track. So for example, tracking is one thing. That's something that where you actually like physically have to do it. But like what are the things this week that could help you to be efficient with your tracking? So be more efficient with your time, be more efficient with your mood and energy, all that. So that tracking becomes easy. So that's the whole point. I suppose self-care is just so that the foundations are there so everything becomes easier, if that makes sense. Um or that increasing my water intake, getting up early too for some um, time to myself before work. Yes, I love that um two really really good ones there as well i think one time is the time where we we probably could have we, we we can do the best in terms of like um efficiency because it's probably the time where we're going to be least dragged from pillar post whether that be friends work or, or in between so getting up earlier especially in the summer i think is a great shout for sure um but that obviously starts in as well the night before we're getting to bed earlier sleeping better and just making sure that you're in a good place in general to get up earlier um i'm actually struggling to get up early these mornings just because my sleep isn't so off um and it's just a hard thing then to to do because you know that you're going to feel a wreck for the day if you get up early so it's it starts tonight before for sure um rachel sleep to routine all over the place with my holidays yeah 100 and that's obviously again a lot of teachers in the program guys um and even parents as well that like when your routine is going to be off over the summer holidays it's important to find a routine within the, the chaos as well so that's a lovely little goal for you to speak rachel because, like find a structured routine within the week at the very very least um so that at least you have five days that you, you feel a bit more in control. Uh, Trish, I need to switch off my brain and go, go to sleep in bed. Work is terribly stressful right now, and my brain is having trouble disconnecting. Yeah, for sure. And I suppose, just last thing I'll say in this, guys, because a lot of sleep came up there, and I think probably a lot of work-related stuff there as well for a lot of people. But I guess it's just, it's always seen the cycles, because there's times where, like, work we get crazy stressful, and then you feel like you're in it all the time, and you're trying to go, go, go. And there are times when it might die down a small bit, but at the heart of all this, no matter what happens, the work is going to keep coming and it's going to get stressful at different times of year, no matter what. 
it's we because we always when we're in it we feel like it's it's going on forever or we feel like or sometimes we feel like oh it'll be over soon so it'll be fine but the reality is it's going to keep coming and it's going to keep going to cycle so if we can just catch the cycles and understand that they're cycles and when it's happening keep the core of your, your of your self-care in place no matter what then you can at least get through that in a much better way but you'll also feel after a lot better for it because you won't have sabotaged all the work you're doing a lot of times our self-care is the first thing that goes and when that goes, we start doing like instagravication stuff such as overeating or like talking negatively or whatever that might be. And then we come out of the stress, we're in a much worse position than we are going into the stress. So that's why self-care is so important because it's the thing that grounds us when any when all other things is, is going to be crazy. So thank you for all that, guys. That was very, very insightful and a good, probably good for you as well just to kind of keep reiterating these things to yourself of what you need to do as we go through this. Okay, so... Guys, I'm good. I'm just going to share my screen here. So anyone listening back in the podcast, I've just got a few uh, slides up here. It won't matter too much. Um, you'll be able to kind of get from what we're talking about anyway. But I just wanted to go through a few things. So guys, just let me know. Uh, give me a thumbs up there if you can see this. Um, I'm just going to do that. Okay. So someone like Jim, I can see it. Just give me a thumbs up. You can see that. Okay. Sound perfect. Okay. So. Weight in the scales, guys. But like I said, this isn't just about weight in the scales. This is any metric. So, for example, sometimes it could be a piece of clothing that's fitting a little bit tighter than it was. Or you could be looking at a progress picture and you're thinking, ah, I, I look worse in this picture. You could feel bloated and you're thinking, oh, God, I'm actually have to go backwards. So it's not just weight in the scales, but I feel like weight in the scales is probably the most pertinent one because it's the one that triggers us the most. Okay, so here's the biggest problem with weight in the scales, all right? Our relationship with the scales is, is generally quite poor. And then that leads us to emotional responses where we sabotage. Like I said, number two, self-sabotage. And feeling of low self-worth because the scale weight might not have moved in the direction you want to move or could have hiked up in a given day. And just basically like the sickening feeling of failure. Now, something that's really important to know here with this, guys. We all get pissed off at the scales, myself included. I know everything that, that, that I could have wrote the scales and I, I feel like I have a good relationship in general. But I still get annoyed. If I'm going through a dieting phase and I'm trying to lose body fat, um, or sometimes if I'm trying to gain weight and it doesn't go in the right direction, I get annoyed. I'm like, what's going on? Why want to move? Because it's such a, it's such like a in your face kind of a thing. And when you're using it, obviously it's it's great to have it, but also it's just it's just very, very objective. It's there and you know exactly what the number is. So it's okay to feel annoyed. Absolutely okay. It's when the weight in the scales is dictating your behavior and your overall mood all the time. That's when you know you have a really poor relationship. And just, just think about this journey as uh, trying to improve your relationship with scales. You're not going to be ever like, oh, perfect. I'll never, it'll never annoy me because it will annoy you. But you're just trying to move the needle to the point where it annoys you, but it doesn't actually affect you. you know, it doesn't affect you to the point where it's all your self-work. Or it doesn't affect you to the point where you, you're sabotaged because you had a, a bad reading on the scales. And it's just like, I'm giving up on this. Forget about this. Okay, so it's okay to feel annoyed but it's not okay to let it dictate everything that's going on in your life, okay? So just really important to say that first. So we have a skewed expectation about weight loss rates. And this comes from Weight Watchers. This comes from Operation Transformation. This comes from just people that not knowing about weight and skills. So you walk into like your, I don't know, your in-law's house and they, you're on a weight loss journey and they see, oh, you've lost a bit of weight, okay. And then they ask, how long did that take you? First question is always, how long did that take you? And that straight away in your head, it's always like, oh, God, oh, geez, it was it was long enough, took long enough. Or, you know, you want it to be faster, you want it to sound more impressive. So automatically you're on the back foot and you're you're trying to almost justify how long it took you sometimes if you were if it wasn't crazy quick. So speed, a lot of the times can be such a trigger for people because it's like I need to do it in a certain amount of time. But as a lot of you know, on this program, 
it's not about the speed of loss. It, do, it doesn't matter about the speed of loss, okay? It matters about the result and actually sustaining it because I'm going to go onto this after. Um, Actually, I want to get this part. So basically, nobody ever asked you how long you've kept it off for. So it, it's very rare that you'd like lose weight and someone, someone would say to you, oh, like, how long have you actually kept off the weight? And actually, how long have you been taking care of yourself that much better? How long have you been in a better physical and mental place? Nobody ever asked you that question. But if you actually break down what we're looking to do here, it's to get into a better physical shape and to stay in that physical shape while looking after yourself. Okay. If we're only ever looking at weight loss per week, and I know a lot of this has been ingrained, guys, with Weight Watchers, it's like, okay, come in this week, weigh yourself. If you're down a lot, great. If you're not, get out and do something better. So it, it's very, very much a triggering thing where Jesus, I, I'm succeeding if I'm if it's going down fast. I'm I'm not if it isn't. But as we know, well, as I'm going to teach you right now, weight weight can change for many different reasons. So you could be losing body fat and looking fantastic, but your weight mightn't have gone down that given day just because you're actually other things could have came into came into account. Okay. Um, the other thing as well is just reacting to scale weight by over or under eating. This is a very common thing and something to always catch yourself. Sometimes the scale weight might go up in a given day and you might think to yourself, oh God, I better lower my calories now today just to, just to make up for that. But the reality of it is it's boring consistency that gets you to where you want to be in terms of weight loss. So just because your weight hiked up in a given day doesn't mean nothing. So we always got to, we always got to understand that if we're, if we're, if we're reacting to the scale weight on a given day, it's going to ruin our progress long term. So it's always about the long term. And some people overeat when the weight scale doesn't tell them what they want to see. So if your scale weight like hikes up in a given day, you might feel terrible. And because of that, you might you might overeat just to make yourself feel better. And then it's just never in the cycle. Or your weight, your weight in the, or the scale weight might go down and you might feel like you need to earn or you've earned something. And you're you're almost like rewarding yourself. And now I'm going to overeat today. Um, so let me know in the, let me know in the chat, guys. Have you ever done that? Have you ever like over or under eaten because of what the scale has said on a given day? Um, just give me a yes or no in chat. Maybe you haven't, maybe you have, but I just I just be interested to hear. Um, and then like I said, letting the scales dictate your mood negatively or positively on a given day can be so detrimental because again, it's one of them things where you actually could have have lost body fat and you could be actually right on the right track. But because of the scale weight, you've actually let it negatively impact your mood that day. And that negativity might then mean that you don't go up your walk. It might mean that you um, don't prep for the next day, or it might mean just generally you're feeling feeling poor for the day. So that's the last thing we want when we're using the scale weight. And I know I'm very much the kind of guy that I'll use the scales like a lot. And you're probably thinking, geez, maybe that's a bit too much. But I never want to hide from it because I feel like it's a much, much better approach to improve your relationship with the scales as opposed to avoid it. Because if you're avoiding it, it's going to eventually catch up with you. Because you're going to eventually, everyone's going to look, you're going to say, I don't see what my weight is now. Even if you're avoiding it for a long time. If we use it in the right way, it's an incredible metric. Because it can it can really, really help inform decisions. But only when we when we look at it logically. Um, bu- 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 okay, so just looking through these. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely under eaten. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely, definitely, yeah, yep, underwritten, and definitely let it affect my mood. Yeah, so everyone's been there. Um, myself included. Again, guys, this isn't. I'm. I'm not saying I'm perfect with this. I've. I've worked a lot on this as well. Um, so it's. It's good though. But this is where the education comes in. I drank less water as I thought the body was retaining it. Yes, and that's that's another key point. It's like I'll. I'll drink less water. And again, I, I don't want to be just bashing the Weight Watchers and Slimming Worlds, but like that's another thing I. I often would hear from clients is that when they're going to get weighed in because they didn't want to be seen as a failure. They'd, they'd starve themselves or they wouldn't drink anything. 
but then that would lead to a binge after. So you go in, you're down two pounds. Great, fantastic. And now I'm starving, so I'm going to just binge out until, and I'll worry about it in a couple of days when it before the next weigh-in. And it just creates a really negative, negative um relationship with the scales and just the overall, the overall journey itself. Okay, so now, why are we so attached to um the scales? Okay, so like I said, years of bad programs, TV ads, cleanse diets, false promises. So basically, speed, 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 lose X amount of weight in a certain amount of time. And of course, guys, that sells. Nobody wants to hear, oh, go on a journey and take your time and you get there when you get there. Of course, no one's going to buy into that. Okay, but like I always, for, for me even, like obviously, I, I have to meet people where they're at. So a lot of people will come to the program expecting, okay, one thing, but I'll always give them what they need. So, and I've said this to a few people, your speed of loss is going to be dictated by your circumstances. It's going to be dictated by your skill level. It's going to be dictated by your, your body. So, for example, you might come in the program and you might lose loads of weight in the first few months because life was just easier and it was just like you, you just clicked with the whole thing. But then something happened. You got sick or someone got sick or um, you went on holidays, whatever, and it just stalled for a while. So that month was really, really slow. That doesn't mean you're a failure. That, that just means circumstance came up and it happened. And it's, it's when we're accept, able to accept that, then we can start looking at the long-term journey. This journey is all about getting to where we want to be and staying in and around there. I, I've said this to all of you guys, and I hope you can take it on board, but done right, this is the last time you have to do a long diet. Okay? Done right, this is the last time you have to do a long diet. Okay? So you get the weight off. Of course, you're human. Every one of us is going to put a little bit of weight, might lose a bit of weight, but you're never going to be far away from where you want to be. You're never going to be more than like a couple of months away from where you want to be. Okay? Um, and that's even extreme. You might need me that far away. So this is the last time you have to do this journey because we're doing it right. Because we're teaching you how to do it while managing social events. We're teaching you how to do it while building a better relationship with the scales. We're teaching you how to do it um, while just incorporating everything you have going on in your life into the whole process while understanding the basic principles of fat loss as well. So I hope that makes sense. Um, another reason we have a poor emotional attachment is because it's very objective and it's in front of us. So every time you can see it, it's very objective. Like that's the number. Boom, boom, boom. As in like, okay, it's gone up. I'm a failure. It's gone down and winning and we always have that like black or white thinking there's no gray area where it's like oh it's it's, it's gone up it might be just explains it we, we we generally jump to the conclusion that we're, we've we've done bad the day before if the weight has gone up so stop looking at one-off readings take the reading put it in and and i'll teach you how to how to use that in a second okay and like i said we associate weight gain loss as looking better or worse whereas like i said there you could literally have gained weight on a given day but you could be looking better um, and that is very, very, very normal because you could be losing body fat underneath the hood, but you could literally, the weight, water could could be just masking that at that given time. So there's, it's very, very easy for that to happen. Also, you could have lost weight in a given day and actually be looking worse. So a very good example I give guys, you know when like, you go out and night out, right? And we have, let's say you have a lot of alcohol and maybe you even have takeaway or whatever. Sometimes you could actually wake up the next morning and your weight could be down because you could be dehydrated and you actually... um. Your weight will be down, but the calorie intake you would have had on that night because of all the alcohol, because of the food, your your body fat level actually would be up small. So just because your weight is down doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually losing body fat. You could actually gain it as well. So it works in both directions because water is such a huge, uh, it takes up such a huge amount of our of actually our body weight. Okay. Right. So this is like, again, one of the key points I wanted you to take away from this is like day-to-day readings are of weight are extremely poor indicators of fat loss or gain. Okay extremely poor as in like you cannot even take them into account most of them okay day-to-day readings of weight loss are extremely poor indicators so if you're looking day-to-day and expecting the weight to drop 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 you're setting yourself up for um for just failure straight away 
okay it's not going to tell you that so like i said you could be up in a given day um, and you could be looking better so guys if I, I i would definitely recommend taking a screenshot of this okay so for anyone who's making the podcast i've just put up a basic graph here and this is a breakdown of what causes daily weight fluctuations okay so 90 percent, 90 percent of our daily fluctuations from weight are actually coming from water changes in the body so think about that it's, it's crazy to think that right but 90% of it is actually coming from water changes in the body. So, like, obviously water is affected by many things, such as your hydration levels, such as um, carbohydrates you eat, your salt intake, your stress, um, your sleep, your um, menstrual cycle for women. So there's so many things, like how hot it is, how what humidity is, you're going to be actually have less water in the body when you're sweating more, um, your workouts, all that stuff. Okay, so water changes in the body, uh, like account for ninety percent of the fluctuations. Water changes in the body aren't going to change how we look too much. Okay, so we can't really dictate that. That that's a natural occurrence, and we can't really influence that, right? So that's out of our control. So water isn't a bad thing, and it's not going to make you look fat or whatever. It's 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 just water. Okay, and it's it's important and it's, it's essential for 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 life. Um, five percent is actually digesting food. So think about it. And someone said it to me. Um, yesterday I think it was Nelly actually that. You had a later dinner last night. So that dinner it was you had a later, it's still digesting in your body this morning. So when you're dieting, you you actually have a lot less food digesting in, in your in your stomach because you're eating less food. Makes sense. When you're actually eating a maintenance, you're gonna have more food. And that's why people and Jim actually we just went through a maintenance phase there for, for a couple of weeks. When you eat more food, you're gonna have more food digesting in the body. Food literally the weight of food in your stomach. That isn't body fat, that's weight of food digesting. So that's gonna actually account for more weight. But it's not actually again going to make you look any different. Okay, so that's the second thing. That's ninety-five percent of 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 weight fluctuations already in our body have nothing to do with how we look as such. Um, overall, okay, obviously it can make you bloated sometimes, whatever. But in general, it doesn't it doesn't change how we look. So the last thing then is five percent is body fat and muscle changes. Okay, so five just five percent of the hundred percent comes from body fat and muscle changes. It's it's so small that we can't notice it on a day to day basis. You cannot notice body fat drop or gain in a day daily day to day basis. You cannot um notice muscle gain or loss in a day to day basis. Okay, it takes weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks before you start to see that. Okay, so anytime next time you you feel like you've undone everything or you feel a bit bloated, just understand that that is bloat. It's water retention. It's food in the stomach. It's bloating. It does not mean you have put on loads of body fat. The problem is, guys, it it, it literally it's this cascade of feelings. Okay, so emotionally, let's say you want a night out or you have like a, a big meal or whatever, right? You next day you're feeling you're already feeling a bit blah because you've gone out a night out maybe alcohol and then eating out sometimes you can just make you feel it hard so you're feeling kind of shitty already okay so you wake up in the morning you're feeling a bit shitty and then maybe even a bit guilty then you step on the scales and then that is compounding the feeling because your weight has gone up and you're like oh god I've definitely felt it and you're feeling a bit more bloat and you're feeling a little bit blah okay so your head goes into overdrive it's like I failed and I've I've undone everything I was going so well blah blah blah. And then because of this, either we can go one or two ways. We can go into restriction mode or we can just binge out for the day or binge for a week because we're feeling so guilty. But the truth of the matter is that you actually, nothing really changed over that night, only how you felt. Nothing changed how you felt. Like So you haven't gained a lot of body fat. Body fat doesn't come on quickly, as we just said. Um, A lot of the water that you've, or a lot of the weight you've gained is actually water or just digesting food. So that hasn't really changed. So the only thing that's changed is how you're feeling. Okay, so in this moment, You've got a you've got a choice to make. Do you do what you did in the past, which is sabotage, um, or restrict, or do you just trust in what you're doing and just get back to your basics? And that is that's the key to long term success here. So I hope that makes sense, guys. Again, screenshot that if you want because I think that's a really good illustration of 
of what's going on within the body. And then here are just the biggest causes, like I said, of water changes. Stress, when you're stressed, you retain more water. Um, extra carbohydrates. So for every gram of carbohydrate you you eat, you're also pulling four grams of water into the cells. That's why if anyone's ever done like a, a low carbohydrate diet in the past, you would have got a very, very quick initial weight loss because all the water would have actually come out of the body as well. So if you cut out carbs, your weight will drop very, very quickly initially. But that's initially. So like there's no there's no magic to, to low carbohydrate diets. It's just that the water goes quickly and everyone thinks that's magic. But then eventually that, that will slow down as well once after a week once the water is flushed out. So any any land, same thing in the opposite direction. If you have extra carbs on a given day, you actually are going to hold a bit more water. So your weight will hike up the next day. So that's why if we eat out, generally it's high carbohydrate foods and our weight can hike up the next day. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, high salt intake, same thing. If you if you have a lot of salt in your body, your body holds onto water as well to balance the to balance the sodium. So you're going to retain more water when you have more salt. Okay. So again, eating out, you can see now why eating out would really really um like hike your weight because now you have extra carbohydrates. You have also uh, calories digesting in the in the stomach, and then you have high salt intake, which is going to be in most foods as well. So it's just going to mean that you're going to retain a lot of water and you're going to have a lot of bloating as well. So not that you add loads of body fat, you could have added some, depending on how much the calories were in the food, but generally a lot of it's going to be coming from carbohydrates and high salt intake. And then you have menstrual cycle, like I said, alcohol can cause um, dehydration and rehydration and everything that goes with that as well. So just they're the main things that cause the water changes. So guys, just another illustration here. And again, for anyone listening back on the podcast, um, you won't be able to see this, but definitely let me know if you want to. Um, I can I can send it on to you. But this is a really, really great graph that I made out myself, right? Because it just gives you an idea of the difference between scale weight and fat loss, okay? So what I have here, guys, basically, right? So assume we were in a calorie deficit and we're going in this direction that we're losing body fat, right? So let's just say our weight starts at the top here. Um, when the, would say with, with the scale weight, you can see that it goes down, it goes up and it goes down, it goes up and it goes down. Also, it's going up and down all the time. But it's it's trending in the right direction, assuming we're in a calorie deficit, of course. So the dotted line in it represents our fat loss. So if we're in a calorie deficit, our fat loss is very linear. So it's going down, 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 down. If you're in a calorie deficit, it's going to keep going straight, 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 straight. But because scale weight has other things other than body fat, such as the water retention, it goes up and down all around. So our scale weight is going up and down, and we assume then on days that it goes up, they're like, oh, we're after undoing everything. But the truth of the matter is it hasn't actually, we haven't undone anything. We're still in a calorie deficit. It's just that it's been masked in that moment by water retention or bloating or food volume or, something or whatever. Okay. So if you're in a calorie deficit and you're confident that your calories are where they need to be, you will be losing body fat, even if the scale is not saying that in a short period of time. Okay. Um, so just, just a really, really nice graph illustration to show you the difference between scale weight and fat loss. Now, a key thing here at the end as well, right? Over time, fat loss and scale weight will actually look a lot similar. So if you look at averages over time, you will, they, they will start to show. Okay. So in the short term, they don't, they, they're not very close. Okay. Because scale weight's up and down all the time. Fat loss is quite so. But over time, if you look at the actual averages, the, the scale weight and the fat loss will be very, very, very similar. Okay, so that's important to note as well. Okay, so we will start to see um we'll start to see a lot of similarities once we have averages for time. That's why it's important not to look at the short term and look at the long term instead. And you can see again, I just put I just threw this graph in, I've showed this before, but basically what a calorie deficit, calorie maintenance, calorie surplus is. If we're in a calorie deficit, we're going to be um taking in less calories than we're burning on a given day, which means we're going to lose weight. And I 
I say lose weight there, but I probably should have said lose fat. Okay, so we're going to lose fat in the short term, but we will lose weight long term as well. Okay, weight will eventually show, um, as you've seen as well. Maintenance is basically eating the same amount that you're burning on a given day. Um, so that's when you maintain your weight. And then calorie surplus is when you're eating more than you're burning on a given day. And that's when we're gaining weight or gaining body fat over time. Okay, so again, I think a lot of you already know that, but I just wanted to show you what the actual like ins and outs of this look like when you're when you're in a calorie deficit and not. So just a couple of pictures to, to kind of consolidate my point here, right? These are a couple of clients that came to our program years ago. Um, the client here on the left, this this girl, again, for the podcast, anyone um, looking back, I'm just showing an illustration of uh, a client transformation pictures. The first picture, she was 59 kgs. The second picture, she was 60.7 kgs. In the first picture, she was a bit bloated. She had less muscle and she was less toned. The second picture, she had more tone, more muscle, and um, just overall felt and looked better. So again, if we were looking at scale weight there, we'd be thinking, Jesus, she's after putting on nearly two kgs. She's after putting on four pounds. And like in your head straight away, that's a bad thing. But weight on the scales is not always a bad thing either. Okay? So it's important to note that, right? Just because the scale weight isn't gone down, like we can't always look at scale weight. Going down is good, going up is bad. Because it's not always the case. It, okay, initially, if you've, if you've a lot of weight to lose, yes, we wanted to go down in that direction. But it's not about going down, down, down forever. Okay, we want to get to a point where you're feeling comfortable in your body and the weight we can sustain at a certain, at a certain pace. Um, I've actually got a couple of clients at the moment, including females, that are gaining weight at the moment and really enjoying that gaining weight process. They had to lose the weight, a lot of body fat first, but now they're, they're gaining because they want to put some muscle on. Okay, so that's that's not out of the realm either. So don't, don't ever think it's not. It's just about losing weight. And you can see on the right, the same thing. Um, this client, this exact same weight, but looked totally different. Um, so a lot leaner in the second picture, um, a lot more muscle in the second picture, but was the exact same as the first picture. If he was just looking at scale weight as a metric, then he would have been very unhappy. But we had lots of other metrics as well, such as his strength levels, his pictures, clothes, and everything that went with that. Okay, so scale weight is just one metric. Okay, so basically, guys, these are just some of the action points I want to kind of go through, right? Um, Just so you can take them away as well. So before stepping onto the scales, and one of my clients said this to me before, and I never forgot it. She said before she stepped on the scale, she'd always ask herself, how is she feeling? So if you do that, it kind of takes away the, I suppose, the feeling after of, of okay, I'm going to let the scale dictate how I feel. No, because you've already answered it. So before you step in the way, how are you feeling with yourself? Are you feeling good in yourself? Are you feeling like you're doing the right things? If the answer to that is yes, then happy days. If the answer to that is no, well, then you know that you need to change things anyway. It's not going to matter what the scale says. Okay, if you're not doing the right things or if you're feeling kind of shitty, then something else needs to change. Um, two, don't weigh in on days where you think that there's going to be an outlier reading and lower height. So, for example, if you're getting, if you're vomiting um, and you're basically wake up the next day, don't, what's going to weigh in? Your, your weight's going to be way down. And yes, you could look at it and say, oh, yes, my weight's way down. But as you know, that's not going to be a true reflection of, of your actual um, body fat. It's just going to be like dehydration and just not eating anything. So same thing goes for if you're after overeating, like overconsuming, you know it's going to be a little bit high. Instead of focusing on weighing in, focus on just the behaviors and getting back to basics so that you feel like you actually don't react to the scale. So weighing in like on days where you know it's going to be accurate, it's going to be a lot better. Um, treat, focus on monthly average numbers instead of day-to-day. So I always put them into your sheets, guys. Please, please, please take a look at them uh, every so often. Instead of just looking at day-to-day, take a zoom out. You can see them, they're all in your sheets. You can see the weekly average. You can see the monthly average and compare your month-to-month. Month-to-month for females generally. For males, I would say bi-weekly is, is fine because with, with females, because of the menstrual cycle, because there's so many things going on during the month that it's hard to know exactly how accurate it is. But if you if you compare, for example, if I just if I had a monthly average of 80 kgs, right? And in the second month, the average was 78 kgs, right? Two kgs of a lot. 
you can be very, very confident that that two kg loss was actually body fat, um, and that you were you basically lost, we say, four whatever four pounds over four pounds in that month. So that's a pound a week of actual fat loss. Whereas if we look at day to day, you could you could lose two kgs in a night, but there's there's no way that's all body fat because most of it's going to be water. But as we have the averages, it basically works itself out because the water, all the water fluctuations work themselves out over the month. So we can get a better representation of what the, what the figures actually are. So monthly averages for women and by monthly or by weekly for um for males. Um and then really focusing on amazing things that are happening outside the weight. So I always talk about that, guys. Just just really, really focusing on what this whole journey is doing for you as opposed to just the scale weight, how you're feeling, how you're showing up for yourself, how it's impacting people around you, the energy levels, sleep, just your overall behaviors instead of just looking at the weight and scales. Weight and scales is just one element of this program. Okay, so guys, I know I talked a lot there. Please, please, please let me know what your biggest takeaway so far was. Is there anything anything at the moment that you kind of didn't realize? Is there anything that kind of stood out to you that you're like, okay, yeah, I needed to hear that. So let me know in the chat. I have a couple of just last things to go through. Um, and if you have no huge takeaway, guys, a really great question for you as well is, like, what is, what's one belief that you have, have about the scales? Or what, what's one belief that you had but you now don't have about the scales? So what's one thing you used to believe that you do not believe anymore? Let me know. I've just got things more things to go through, but hopefully that's hit home to some extent. Okay, so just gonna go through these before we finish up. Um, so we have Al Emma Zerzo. I'm, I'm assuming. Um, weighing in daily are weighing in daily takes away the pressure and the fear of the scales. Yeah, and that, I know that can be a daunting for some people because they're like that's a bit OCD, and you don't have to weigh in daily. It's like sometimes you can weigh in every couple of days, but I th I think it's just taking the control back. It's it's almost just like okay, it's the data I'm using it as data, and that's all it is data. Instead of looking at it as a reflection of your self-worth or your progress, it's just data that we're going to use in conjunction with other things. And that's another really important point that I want to make, guys. We use weight in the scales as one metric. Well, one metric alone means nothing. We use it with progress pictures because that's another metric. We use it with clothes, how you're feeling in clothes, because that's another metric. And then once you, and you, some people take weight or waist measures and stuff as well. If you only use one metric, then it's going to be a lot less accurate. Okay, but if we have all these metrics, then we can start to actually, you know, paint a picture of what's actually going on, as opposed to taking one off reading and thinking, I failed. Okay, so we look at everything and then we take, we make a logical decision. Because sometimes you mightn't be progressing. Sometimes you might have solved it. And we need to be logical and practical and say, okay, something's happening here. Now I'm using the data to inform my next decision, as opposed to I'm not progressing. I failed. Forget this. I'm giving up. So, like, again, always ask yourself that question when you want to sabotage. What do you want to get from sabotage? Like if if you give up on yourself, what are you going to get from it? Because even if you aren't progressing at a given time, you're you're sabotaging. It's going to make you feel worse, and it's just going to put you back in a worse position. Um. So like we're always looking for evidence that we're failing because it's a negative thing that's ingrained in us, and especially if you're if you feel like it's something that always happens. 
we're looking for evidence that we're failing so we can give up on it. Whereas if we can actually be logical about it, then we, we won't ever give up on it. Um, Rachel, definitely the progress pictures uh, of the girl that weighed more before, uh, but looked wholly different, experiencing something similar at the minimum itself. Yeah, 100%, Rachel, that's exactly it. Because there's so much that goes on. Again, we can put on muscle, which weighs obviously as well, but we can actually look more toned with it. So if you're doing weights, that's also going to be another factor. You're putting on some muscles, the muscle, it's going to mean that you're that's actually extra weight in your body, but it's actually looking making you look better. So another thing that weight isn't always bad. Um, trying to let it affect a mood of uh, if up, yeah, for sure, bet, uh, and even the opposite way sometimes too. I'm happy to focus on the monthly average. Some days are fluctuate a lot, and it triggers me emotionally, even when I'm doing. I feel I'm doing the same thing, so I'm happy going forward to focus on. Yeah, yes, Mary, hundred percent. And you know, I think it was just something maybe you need to hear as well, because especially we we have these expectations in our head. And I actually had a couple of clients only last week that were like the weight loss, like even on on a day to day basis was, was going down. But there's expectations of, oh God, no, I should be going faster. Though. I should be going faster. I should be losing fast, faster, faster. And I was, I was looking at the numbers and I was like, if you're losing it faster, like you, <laughs> you literally wouldn't be eating any food. So I was like, at times it's just settling yourself and it's managing expectations. Because remember, at the, 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 the thing we're trying to achieve here isn't fast weight loss. It's sustainable weight loss, fat loss, and obviously looking after yourself long term. So we're feeling good in yourself. Um, Jim, you think that each day's weigh-ins is the proper weight before I learn to look at the averages? Yeah, exactly. Just going to be outliers all the time. Um, and just understanding that is crucial. Um, but sometimes as well, guys, right, there, there will be times when an outlier actually is informing you, it's telling you something. So if you're someone that's always hiked up after the weekend, yes, okay, you haven't put on three pounds, four pounds over the weekend, but chances are if your weight's always hiking after the weekend, you're 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 getting very loose the weekend because your your food is totally changing the weekend, so you might be over consuming the weekend. So just because, yeah, it won't be a true reading in that like your weight is done way up, it still is informing you that, okay, maybe you need to tighten things up if you're always hiking up after a certain event. Because even if it isn't putting you into a huge calorie surplus, it probably is putting you into a bit of a calorie surplus, which is in turn slowing you down. So it's worth thinking about as well. Um. Okay, so I know um, when weight doesn't bulge, I look at progress pictures and tell myself to just trust the process. Yeah, I love that. Or if it is, um, if it's because I wasn't doing as well as I should, I have to go back to basics and know, um, and yeah, and it will go if and, and not take it hard. Yes, and that's exactly how it summarizes this whole thing. And instead of us looking at it as a failure or I'm not good enough, it's looking at it as data. Always think about it, it's data, right? It's informing a decision. And if things aren't moving and you're not happy about what you're doing, you're all, that's, the, that's the question you've got to ask yourself anyway, right? If things aren't moving, ask yourself the question, okay, am I doing the things I need to do? If the answer to that is yes, then keep doing it, trust the process. If the answer to that is no, then you obviously have to change something. So whatever the way it's telling you, it doesn't matter because it's, it's still going to be dictated by your behaviors. So that's why it's it's such a double-edged sword because weight in the scales, if it goes up, sometimes it can it can make us do things, stupid things, <laughs> sabotaging things. And that's when things start to really unravel for us all. So just last thing, guys, I'm going to finish with like, and that is just the mindset here is the most important thing. So being positive when you're struggling with the weight and scales or if like a progress picture is making you look worse than the last one or you're bloated. Just having that positive self-talk, enough to just logically bring yourself out of it and just always challenging your old self. It's like, this is where I would have derailed everything before. This is where I would have quit myself. You are not going to fail this journey. I, I, I guarantee you are not going to fail this journey if you don't quit yourself. Like, there's no way you're going to fail because you have too much support. You have too much going on. Like, everything's there. It's very, very simple. But once you don't sabotage or quit, you will not fail at this because life's going to throw things at you, whether that be stresses or sometimes just doubting yourself. It's going to happen. But if you can just lean into the sport here 
and just trust in what we're doing, you'll get the results. And I and I promise you that. And I, I know you, you believe that as well. You or you wouldn't be here. Okay, guys. So I'm going to I'm going to leave it there. And thanks so much for coming on. And I appreciate the feedback and the the interaction as always. Hopefully that's helped you. And anyone listening back to the podcast, please do ask for any any questions on this as well. I have some slides that I can send on to you if you are listening back to this. Because again, I think it's one of them things where we just need to keep working on it and the relationship will build. Okay, it's not going to happen overnight. This training is not going to help everyone change their mindset around weight, but it will inform you next time to challenge it and not just let it take over your mind. So guys, have a fantastic week and we'll chat to you all soon.